If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Uh, today, we have a very special show with uh, Tabitha Jane from Scotland. Tabitha is the uh, director and lead coach at EarthSelf and the author of The Nature Process, Discover the Power and Potential of Your Natural Self and Enhance Your Well-Being. Also, Nature Embodied, How to Love Life. And I, I believe uh, my, uh, my Amazon account said I should be receiving both copies that I ordered of that book by Friday this week. So I'll be, I'll be more up on that uh, even by the time this show airs. Uh, welcome, Tabitha. Welcome, Brian. I'm excited to be back here again. And also that you've bought the books. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know what? In fact, uh, we, we, will, uh, we will talk about how, uh, how you, the, our uh, devoted listeners, can uh, receive a free copy of, uh, of Tabitha's latest book, Nature Embodied, uh, later on in the, in the show as we, uh, as we get into our, our program. So... You know, we've we've had a we've had a great connection since we since we first met. We met um, in uh, uh, in twenty twenty uh, on the other side of the COVID coin, as I as I often say. You know, the uh, the face of it being um, a great deal of uh, misery and suffering for many people in a lot of ways. Um, but the tail side of that coin is the connections that uh, people have been able to create with, with you know, connections we've made with people around the world um, because we need to be adaptable. And uh, uh, as, as people, um, you know, the idea of survival of the fittest uh, is, is often think, thought of as the biggest, toughest, meanest, strongest, but it's actually the most adaptable. Um, that's the fittest. And... Uh, people sh- have shown in the last year that we are adaptable, and um, and and that and that led us to the connection that we've made. So uh, for for that, I'm grateful. And um, you know, they, I've I've heard that gratitude is the healthiest of human emotions. So uh, yeah, I'm very grateful to um, be able to make this connection with you, Tabitha. And when we first talked about Earth Self, and when I first started to get to know you, I. My, my initial um, res- my, my initial um, observation was this is going to be big and um, it just you know, maybe describe a bit about earth self um, and um, Where do I start? Um, I like it. I've got two kittens in the background running across the floor, so I'm I'm listening to little paw prints dance at the same time. And I suppose that's a good place of starting off. It's not just kittens. I have a love of nature, a love of the natural world that I've, I've had since a child. And after my brother died when I was 22, I realized that there was something powerful about nature in terms of how it could help us heal, how it could help us transform. And like many other people, I wanted to find a way to help others. 
And I thought there's something powerful about nature. How do I how do I figure out what it is and work with it deliberately? Because um, there has to be more to it than just spending time outside. And that's kind of set me off on a journey where when I set up Earth Self, it was quite a conscious, deliberate decision to start a business from a place of really thinking about the brand and what does it mean, and even the name Earth Self. Well, if we view the Earth as self, what's the implications of that? What does it mean? And that kind of come from experiences of spending time in nature, connecting to nature, and feeling part of something bigger than myself, feeling part of the Earth. And that really has been the the start of the journey of Earth Self, of how do we bring nature and Earth into our lives, into the ways that we work, transform our lives, and actually use our human nature, human-Earth connection, to help humanity reach its full potential, but in a way that is good for us and good for the planet as well. And, you know, the um, you mentioned your brother passing, and, and I, I remember the... Um, uh, the story about that being a, a, a bright, sunny day and in uh, the cherry blossoms uh, and that uh, uh, reminding you of, of the fragility of life. Yes, it's I think it's funny the things that you remember um, from moments of trauma and grief. And I think anybody who's gone through last year can relate to this. There's the shock, there's the disbelief, but then there's also the the strange things that you focus on. And it was a walk from my friend's house back to my own um, early in the morning. And just the beauty of the day. And it, I just remember looking at the blue sky and this pink cherry blossom and going, this feels so wrong. You know, this is such a beautiful, wonderful day. And yet my life has been turned upside down. Um, it should be raining. There should be thunderstorms or something. Um, but actually, no, here's this cherry blossom that still stays with me, you know. So even now, it's it's now 19 years since my brother died. Every time I see cherry blossom, there's that reminder of the connection to the fragility of life, connection to my brother, and the reminder of how the seasons shift. And as the cherry blossom was blooming, my brother died. And there's that intimate connection between the natural world and also my relationship with my brother too. Yeah, you know the um, the uh, the the seasons and the um, um, I, I see sunflowers on the wall behind you. You know, in your uh, in in your uh, in your studio, and um, it, it reminds me of a of a story. One I of heard my you see stories. I see sunflowers. <laughs> and, I see sunflowers. Sorry, it broke up a little bit, Brian. Yeah, I see sun. I see sunflowers on the, on the wall in your studio behind you. And that reminds me of one of my favorite stories, and it's um, from Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, he's um, uh, Viet- Vietnamese um, and French, and I think he, you know, he talks about uh, being outside of the village in France where, where he's living. And he said, in, in April, the skies are gray, the fields are gray, but the farmers, they see sunflowers. And all that is necessary for the rest of us to see sunflowers is sun and rain and time. But the sunflower or the farmers, I didn't catch the all farmers of that, know that the Brian. sunflowers are already there 
the farmers know the sunflowers are already there. And I, I, I love the story because it's such a, it's such a, um, a vivid image of a vision for me that, um, that, you know, even the skies are gray, the fields are gray, but the farmers, they know that the sunflowers are there. And all that is necessary is for, for us to, um, you know, you know, the sun and the rain and the time. And, uh, you know, I, I even, you know, when I embellish upon the story, I think of the, uh, the thunder and lightning that occurs in a, in a rainstorm quite often on the, on the prairies, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the sunflower story. So we're, we're going to our first break and, um, I uh, want to just uh, remind uh, our listeners that um, you can support Brave Hearts for Kids uh, by going to braveheartsforkids.org. You can always find us at braveheartsradio.org and find uh, Tabitha's um, uh, episodes of the show at that, uh, at that location. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You know, because I don't fly the rockets, I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. Uh, today, I have as uh, my guest on the show, Tabitha Jane. She is the director and lead coach at Earth Self, the creator of Earth Self, uh, author of The Nature Process and uh, Nature Embodied, How to Love Life. And um, Tabitha, welcome, welcome back to Bravehearts Radio. Uh, 
Well, something that we've talked about recently is the um, the tree of transformation, and uh, t- that that seems really exciting to me. And I I know you're just uh, you're just um, uh, well, you tell us about tree of transformation, okay? So the tree of transformation is one of the first models that I ever created um, when I started to integrate coaching and nature together, and. It goes back to almost my journey after my brother died because one of the things I ended up doing was setting up a non-profit organisation to help young adults affected by bereavement. And by the time I trained as a coach, I was working with people who'd been affected by grief. And I wanted to find a way to to chart the journey. Um, And the tree of transformation emerged from working with clients because it's a way of using trees as maps and metaphors for growth, fundamentally saying that we have to redefine what our new normal is, what our vision for the future is after loss, after change. And once we know the the seed of what it is that we want to create, well, then the journey to growth is, do we actually have our roots, the, the foundations that we need to make sure that we've got the energy to start creating this journey? then it moves up into the trunk. How do you make sure that you've got enough support? Um, And then into the branches, how do you know what values and beliefs that you have? Because you're not the same person as you were before your experience of loss and change. You're somebody new. So who are these, who does this, you know, or what are the values and beliefs that this person then has? And then the leafs, the relationships that you have before you can then move into the the growth and the gifts, the fruit of, of the journey that you've been on and recognising that this this tree is a map and a metaphor for growth helps us to look at how do we follow the same rhythms as nature um, and harness this, this wisdom that's inherent within the natural world to apply to ourselves when we're adapting and, and shifting through through challenging times. And I think what was really beautiful about the tree is that it, it came from a... I suppose a dance between seeing the journeys that my clients were going on and also spending time in the natural world and going, how do, how, how do I map this? Um, and really understanding that the tree provides this this beautiful map. But it doesn't just work with, with grief and loss. You know, over the, the last decade, I've used it with clients to develop their business, um, to navigate career change, um, any form of change um, that you can actually think of. Um, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, and just allowing people to to go on this journey to see what kind of emerges. And one of the reasons that it's it's exciting to bring it back up now is that in the past I'd become more and more implicit with using the model, as in I still use it for seasonal 90 days planning structures within my own business, but I hadn't I wasn't working with clients as explicitly with the tree of transformation as what I'd done before. But I was I was running a, a web event recently and we were talking about how to create systems change with, with everything that's happening in the world. And we got to the end of the, the conversation and people said to me, but we still can't get rid of this feeling of, you know, despondency and hopelessness. I mean, how do we create change from this place? And I went away and reflected on this when I was out for a walk and thought, wow, here I have this model um, that is inspired by the natural world that really helps us work through that journey so that we can do something powerful. 
it, it seems that now is the time to almost bring it back to life and um, allow the tree to bloom um, once again. Yeah. I think that the metaphor of trees, uh, of a tree, is, is something that, that's, that, um, that has so many applications in so many ways in our lives. Um, the, the idea that you know an, an acorn is not an oak tree, but without the acorn, there is no oak tree. And um, the, the acorn is, is stepped down into the dirt and uh, it, you know, spends some time underground before it emerges. And even as the, uh, the, the young sprout of a tree emerges, there, is, uh, there isn't a recognition immediately that, my goodness, this is an oak tree. Uh, and um, I was thinking about, uh, at, you know, after we had first uh, uh, started uh, talking about the, uh, the, the nature and being in nature for transformation uh, last, last fall, there was a day when I remember one of the trees outside, uh, outside the window, and this is in the Chicago area, so the weather uh, gotten a little cold by uh, November, and one of the trees turned out beautiful shades of red, the deep red. And, uh, and then I think it was, actually, I believe it was, uh, was Halloween night. It was really windy. And the next morning, there were only a couple of leaves left. I, I remember there was, it was like one red leaf left on that tree. And I thought, my goodness, what a, what a special leaf that is. And it, it reminds me of the idea that, like you mentioned, that leaves are like the relationships that we have with people. Each one of them is a, is a special relationship. And, and for a tree, it has a special uh, life function. Um, but you, we maybe don't notice that until, uh, until the, the tree is almost bare. And um, uh, I, I'm not really sure where that metaphor is going, but uh, I, I, it, it came to mind and it was such a, it was such a, um, it, was, it was such a powerful image to me. Yeah, but what you're sharing though this is something that's really powerful because when I talk about the tree of transformation as a map and a metaphor for growth, the whole premise behind it is that we can learn from the environment that we're in and you've just done and offered a beautiful example of that. Here was this tree outside and I saw the leaves changing and overnight there was only one tr one leaf left on it. Great, so when we spend time actually noticing what's happening with trees, we see something that we've maybe never seen before and how does that then apply to what's going on in our lives? And being able to engage and interact with the natural world in this way becomes a dance of, well, then we're part of the natural world. The natural world is in communication with us, not that it's it's speaking and you know you're hearing voices or anything, but there's something about that tree in that moment that resonates and when I look and do an inquiry on myself about the challenges that are going on in my life what's that teaching me that I can learn and I can apply and this is this is fundamentally the premise of the tree of transformation I mean I I used to think that nobody would want to to know how to learn to engage with nature you know how naive I was considering that my entire business is built around it but there was one time that I was having a conversation with a friend and I was saying well you've got this challenge going on why don't you go and go out and go for a walk and see what happens and get some insight and she turned around and said to me but I don't know how to do that and 
I was gobsmacked because coming from a rural part of Scotland, growing up within the countryside, spending a lot of time in nature and having this bond and relationship, I didn't realise how valuable it was until I started to understand that other people didn't experience this relationship and this connection and they were missing something because fundamentally we are part of the earth, I mean going back to earth self's name and what happens when we see ourselves not as separate but as part of this this earth and recognize that we're part of a dance, we're all of life, you know the earth's purpose is to sustain life so there's a a way that that happens and you can talk about it scientifically or you can talk about it metaphorically I mean I kind of like the dancing um, aspect so everything in nature is in a dance how do we learn from that dance and step into that dance so that we can be part of sustaining life too for ourselves and for other people yeah and um, you're you bring the science into into this in addition to the, um, the the metaphor and um, uh, the, uh, the the poetry and the idea of uh, like people getting into nature, um, being you know it's it, it's not like you know we're we're going into nature we're part of nature nature is part of us it's we are we are part of the environment and I, um, I, uh, I don't want to get into a little bit more about the research we've got about two minutes till break but. Um, uh, I know you're a researcher, and uh, and that that's a that's a that's an interesting area uh, to to me because I don't I, I love science I love looking things up and uh, I'm you know I, I refer to myself sometimes as the lifeline for cash cap because people will say Brian you know more insignificant things than anybody I've ever known and um, uh, at some point you know they come back and say well here's some here's here's a tidbit. <laughs> But the, uh, the the beauty of that single red leaf it reminded me of the um, of um, when the sky is gray when the trees are gray and uh, in in the winter time and a, and a cardinal will land in the tree and you think oh my gosh and there's an appreciation there's an appreciation for that for that um, for that bit of nature that um, uh, Makes a makes a lot of difference, and that it's, it's that appreciation of getting into nature that the hour that relieves stress, the half a day or the day in nature that 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 um, that can really transform a life. Um, those are those are important times, and um, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll come we'll come back with a, with with more um, with Tabitha Jane uh, Earth Self Earth Self. Dot org, if you want to check that out, or you can find Earth Self and uh, the Tree of Transformation information on the BraveHeartsRadio.org website. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. 
Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveheartsForKids.org. That's BraveheartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist, you know, because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Uh, coming into the third segment, I always say something about the National Day Calendar. Our good friends at nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great sponsors of the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. And um, you'll, you'll hear my voice on National Day Calendar some days if you, uh, if you look for that. Um, am I a visual person if I refer to a radio show and I say if you look for that? Um, so I, I'm here with Tab, Tabitha Jane. Uh, she's the uh, the founder of EarthSelf, the creator of EarthSelf.org. Um, and before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, about the science of uh, the tree of transformation. And uh, you know, you're a researcher, Tabitha. I wanted to get into a little bit more of that with you. And we were talking about kind of like the poetry or the science. And I think poetry and science can go hand in hand. I don't think it's either or. One of the reasons that I'm fascinated by the research is that... Whether we like it or not, we've got a, a Western way of thinking. And some of the, the nature experiences, nature connection stuff can be considered tree-hugging, hippie, woo-woo, which still surprises me to this day that that's even words that get used in conversations. So how do we make it safe for people to engage with nature, knowing that the way that we think has become so disconnected from the natural world as a result of our, our progression and our evolution and our progress with industry over the last um, decades. And the science, for me, is a way that it helps reassure people that what's going on has got value. And, you know, you had mentioned it. I mean, research shows that after an hour and a half in a natural setting, the bit of your brain that's responsible for stress switches off. Half an hour a walk every day is just as good as mild, you know, antidepressants for mild to moderate depression. So how can we build on this knowledge base, but also look at, well, what is this connection to nature and what really are the benefits? Um, And what's the difference even between nature connection and earth connection? And fundamentally, it's like when we notice nature, take time to experience it with our senses, look for the beauty, 
find meaning in it, exactly like what we were doing with um, the analogy of the tree earlier on and the leaf that had remained. These are all ways that help us feel emotionally connected to nature and can change how we engage and how we interact with it. And for me, there's a, a powerful part to this whereby it can be so overwhelming to talk about climate and the way things are changing and, you know, using big words like social and ecological breakdown, collapse. How about we just talk about nature and our love for it? And how do we cultivate our love for nature? Because when we look at it really simply, we take care of the things that we love. So how do we encourage people to step into that relationship, but also do it in a way where we're really understanding the benefits and the implications of this and, and how it works so that we can be conscious of our relationship. And that, for me, I think is something that's really interesting that emerges from the research in nature. It's how we notice nature depends on how we then interact with it. But even from my own research on Earth Connection, when we have a conscious awareness that we're part of the Earth, that then shifts also our relationship and how we experience life to think that we're not just these little humans floating around um, on top of the Earth, but we're actually embedded in it and an intrinsic part of it. And how we interact with it, with each other, actually shapes the, the experience that we're going to have on this planet. I mean, that for me is a huge, hugely powerful um, way of looking at it, but also seeing that this gives us a sense of agency and empowerment in being able to make better decisions within our lives that benefit us, also benefit the planet, recognising that we can't separate the two because we are, we are interconnected. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's a sense. You know, I, I, I guess in the last year, I found, um, and I, I, I make the claim that that woo woo is the new normal, or is approaching the normal. But the idea that when people understand that, you know, if if I if I do something to hurt someone else, it hurts me. If I do something good for someone else, it does good for me. And I, I, I use the phrase constantly doing good anywhere does good everywhere and i think that's a that's a, i don't know if you'd call that a holistic approach but the idea that we are we are all connected um we we are we are all part of nature we are all part of one another in that sense yeah and i think it is that we are um looking at it from a holistic or a whole systems approach and recognizing that we're more than just one separate individual what we do matters and what we do counts and how can we use and i use the word use lightly there um but how can we recognize the benefits that spending time in nature engaging with nature and earth give us so that we can actually improve our health and well-being and then as a return give back more that's the reciprocal relationship and the dance you talked about gratitude earlier on. How grateful is it that, you know, as we're talking right at this precise moment, and as everybody's listening, Brian, we are breathing in air, oxygen, that's been created from the trees and the environment around us and all around the world. We are we're connected in this very moment with every single breath that we take. And how does it change even our simple perception of of our relationship from this awareness, knowing that that's not woo-woo, that's yeah. science. And that's right. science yeah. can be yeah. just as amazing in terms of understanding this relationship and this connection. I mean, for me, there's a real beauty in it. 
I'm breathing in the tree and the tree's breathing in me. Okay, it's poetic, but that's what's happening. The science shows that. And how do we then expand that sense of connection beyond just the simple awareness? The science of connection that, that you mentioned, and, and I think that's that's significant because what what is what is now settled science a um, hundred years ago was woo woo. You know, um, Joseph Lister with the idea that um, all these tiny things called germs cause sickness. You know that I mean that was um, in the eighteen eighties. Uh, that was that was just woo woo. You know, and and so and and so, being at the leading edge of this is an important place to be in uh, in our world right now. Uh, I, I often make the statement: uh, we live in the best time in the history of the world. The best place in the history of the world is great, and it's getting better, and it's getting better fast, and it's exciting to be able to watch it happen. But it's really exhilarating to be part of making it happen. I came to realize that many people are not perceiving this this way. They're not, they're not experiencing the world in, in this way. So my role, as I see it, is to, is to um, be optimistic, to bring that optimism and to have the, uh, to, to share the idea that this, this, uh, this, this spirit that comes from within us empowers us to be that, that change in the world, to be that, um, exhilarating part of making things happen, making this, uh, making this world better. And, and what I, what I see from the tree of transformation, um, course, for example, is the idea that, um, here's a, here's a way to put that into action. Um, in, 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 because that this, this idea that most, many people don't see it this way. But that doesn't mean that they can't. And um, what, do you, what do you think of that? It's a both and, isn't it, Brian? Um, I think it can be very hard to be hopeful depending on what you're paying attention to. And what I mean by that is there is so much evidence out there that is saying, wait a minute, you know, we're predicting societal collapse, we're predicting ecological collapse, we're seeing just how uncertain humanity is. And how do we create hope for the future? Because if you if if you sit and accept that, and that's that's maybe exactly what you said there, optimism or stubborn optimism, which I know is something that uh, Christine Figueres talks about, but it's it's a case of yes, and bad things happen. Where we have the power is to choose how we choose to respond to it. And I am like you. I think this is a, a really exciting time to be alive because what's possible? And for me, it's that question. What's possible when humanity wakes up and realises that it's part of the earth and acts from that place? That's an interesting question. Now, I don't know the answer, but that's my stubborn optimism. And I see more and more people wanting to engage with the natural world, see the benefits. How do we go deeper into understanding this? Because we're now at a crossroads. And what what pathway do you want to walk down? I know for one that I'm not going to walk down the pathway that says, hey, we're all doomed, let's give up. There is hope for the future because I choose to create it. And the decisions that I take now have an impact. 
what does that mean? And, you know, that even goes back to why do I have a business called Earth Self that is fundamentally looking at the human <laughs> human um, Earth relationship? Because I believe that it's, it's one of the components that's essential for the evolution and the shift in humanity that's happening just now and that's that's my choice to be optimistic and say there is an amazing new world emerging how can you come and join and be part of it and see the the wisdom in the natural world and and learn from it and be guided from it and use that to live a different life to live a better life and yeah, I'm so blindly optimistic, Brian, that I don't I don't see any other option except a, a successful evolution for humanity because that's the the world that I've spent years immersing myself in and consciously making a decision to work towards that. And I think what people are looking for right now is how do I also do that as well? You know, you're telling me something's wrong. How do I help? What do I need to do to make changes? Great, let's all find a way to work together and to do that. Man, that's uh, that that's some powerful um, that's some powerful dialogue to have. Um, we, we're going to another break here. Um, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Uh, please pay attention to these terrific uh, messages from our uh, from our sponsors, Brave Hearts Radio, and we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. Uh, I just make sure the trip gets accomplished. And it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with uh, Tabitha Jane and... Um, you can you can find uh, 
for sure. Uh, Tabitha has been on uh, Bravehearts Radio on BraveheartsRadio.org. Uh, you can find more about uh, uh, EarthSelf at EarthSelf.org. And uh, I wanted to talk uh, some more with you about the um, uh, the tra Tree of Transformation course that's upcoming. Uh, early on in the show, I mentioned uh, an opportunity to get uh, to get a free copy of your book. And uh, that that uh, is in, involved with the uh, the Tree of Transformation course, um, which has some some terrific implications for individuals and and business. Um, yes. So there's there's a number of exciting things, and for me, with the the Tree of Transformation and bringing it back at this time. Um, where I'm interested as a researcher is in how do we clearly show the link between if your health and well-being improves, so does the planet. So one of the, the exciting things about the, the business model behind the Tree of Transformation is that when people sign up, immediately 33% off the revenue goes straight to helping restore forest ecosystems in Megahalaya. The reason being there is that Earth self itself is modelled on a, a mature forest ecosystem and the mycelium network takes about a third of the resources from a tree as it's exchanging and building up resilience within the forest. So this is an example of modelling how nature works in order to demonstrate how, um, how we can be part of the earth, but also how our well-being improves. We rediscover hope for the future and the earth benefits straight away. And I will be measuring that throughout the program, but uh, fundamentally, it's a twelve-week program going through this trees as maps and metaphors, using the 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 analogy that I'd, I'd kind of identified there, and it's it's really a way of how do you rediscover your natural environment surrounding you more deeply and start noticing the trees and learn this dance and this dialogue of something's going on in my life. What can I learn from how this tree is functioning? What can I, I, I learn, you know, in this specific moment? And the exciting thing is not just about the fact that we'll actually be restoring um, forest ecosystems at the same time as people are going through this program. We're turning it into every month we'll be enrolling people. And one of the things that EarthSelf is passionate about is disrupting the coaching industry because... There's things that I have seen within the coaching industry of people come out of coach training, then they need to understand how to run a business. It can be overwhelming. How can we create more opportunities for coaches to coach? So the Tree of Transformation is offering the coaches that I've trained on the coach training program a way of stepping into working with the program um, in order to benefit um, really Another metaphor: When when the earth benefits, we all benefit. How do we how do we show this this relationship in action? And it's bizarre because in some ways I should be talking about the program and the benefits of people if they want to take part. But I'm a great believer, Brian, and that people can look at stuff and they can make up their mind. They can say it's right for me. It's not right for me. Where I get excited is what does the business model look like? So here we have a business model that is based on the forest ecosystem, but also allows the coaches that I've trained who've already invested within me to have opportunities to further develop and have opportunities to coach because so many coaches turn up and 
they just want to coach, they want to help people. The, the business side overwhelms them. And there's a real shadow side emerging within the coaching industry where I almost liken it to coaches becoming cash cows. In the, the pursuit of democratising coaching, coaching becomes a commodity. So you have, for example, some organisations that are saying, hey, we'll charge companies seven ninety nine a month for unlimited coaching and we'll get you to work for free for us because we'll give you hours so that you can get your coaching qualification with the ICF or something. For me, that's not really a reciprocal relationship. That's not how nature works. So how do you create that that journey and that progression where if people train, then they have an opportunity and how can other people come in um, to the programme and learn from this business model so that we can offer clear examples of this is how nature works, have an experience of it. We're all learning together and, and benefiting and the planet wins, you win, the coaches that I've trained win. I mean, that's fundamentally the essence of, of the Earth's ecosystem. If we look at the, the self-regulating mechanism that's all about sustaining life on Earth, everything has to function harmoniously. So how do we do that? And what really happens when we rediscover the hope for the future? You know, I talked about being um, so optimistic. I can't see any other future than one where... Um, we managed to create a world that works for everybody else because I'm so I'm so invested in that. Well, that comes from making a decision and saying, well, this is how I think a world that works for everyone looks like. And I can't just talk about it. I have to model it. And that's something that I spent a lot of time considering and exploring on how how can I really practice what I preach? You know, it's it's so easy in today's world to be accused of greenwashing and just talking about, yay, I'm making all this noise about sustainability or being green or doing something for the planet because it's expected to now. Whether it's it And it is, it's turning into a commercial opportunity. How do I really model what I'm trying to teach people so that they can see it woven throughout every aspect of my business? And that that is what the, the tree of transformation essentially is. I mean, this is a model that was developed 10 years ago that incorporates now up to date everything that I have learned about how to run a business in alignment with nature, um, how to help other people, how to um, make a call, make a decision and say, this is the world that I want to work in, functioning all together as one. And then also taking the research that I'm currently doing at this precise moment on how to bring nature and earth into virtual spaces and doing that as well, because the program's completely online. So everything that I do also has the evidence base, because I think that this is important. There's so many people that say, hey, we just need to try things. And it's like, mm. I'm not quite sure when it's in a crisis that this is a time to be playing and experimenting to see what happens. How about we just use best practice and the evidence base that's already there so that we can accelerate our progress? So again, it, it comes back to weaving in that evidence base and, and allowing all of the knowledge and the learning that's coming in from all the different projects that I'm doing um, to inform and continue to just build um, to accelerate that knowledge base. It is firmly my belief, Brian, that when humanity remembers and reconnects to the earth, that is when the transformation really starts happening. I don't know what it looks like, but um, I've put my money where my mouth is and I'm curious enough to uh, to see and explore and research and see what happens on that journey in pursuit of benefiting everybody. Um, and sharing that knowledge and that evidence base.
Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned that when humanity finds us out, and I found that on an individual basis, it, it it's absolutely true t- for me. Uh, and what I hear the uh, the dis- when you describe the um, tree of transformation and and the coaches, and I, I work with a lot of people that are coaches, speakers, authors, and uh, heart centered individuals that that have it's it's like they're the it's like they're the leaves and the branches and the relationships that they have with the leaves, and, and that's what they want to focus on. Um, the, uh, the the tree of transformation um, program gives them some sort of a, a, a root system. Uh, for for the business aspect of it, yes, yes, and that that was always my intention. Um, research comes easy to me. I I enjoy research, and how do I create something that other people can then build upon? So we're not continually reinventing the wheel because we we sit and think that we need to keep on coming up with new answers, and it's like the answers are already there. How can we just learn yeah. from what already exists? And then leverage that to amplify the impact that we want to make in the world. And, you know, just like the earth teaches, it's not one single part of the earth that makes the earth successful in sustaining life. It's actually every single part. So how do we make sure that we can come together as something bigger than our individual beings to work together to achieve this? Yeah. Yeah, Like one hand saying to another, I don't need you. That, you know that that never happened. You know that the, the uh, uh, we we need um, we need each other. We need the earth. The earth needs us. Well, disrupting the coaching industry, um, the tree of transformation. This starts uh, August twenty third. August twenty third, and we're going to be doing a a rolling schedule. Um, practicing what we preach. Um, it's yeah. a bit of an emergent strategy. So as we get feedback, we're changing, we're adapting, we're responding. And originally we were going to be doing a, a, a launch on October 23rd. Um, and we've just decided to continue on in a rolling monthly schedule so that every month <laughs> there will be um, a new cohort for groups emerging so that we'll, we'll keep a continual cycle of growth um, ongoing so that we can, yeah, manage and, and meet people where they're at so look this up on uh, braveheartsradio.org or earthself.org uh, if you're listening to this by podcast and i know uh, you probably are uh and uh, august 23rd is when uh, when the rolling schedule starts uh i want to thank tabitha jane for being uh, my guest today on on bravehearts radio it is always um a great experience having the chance to uh, to get together with you and 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 even learn a little bit more about the Scottish language. Um, I was just gobsmacked by uh, by the uh, the experience today. Um, join us every week uh, live at uh, three o'clock Central Time. Uh, what is that? 10, 10 p.m. in uh, in Scotland, I believe. And um, uh, anytime you feel like it by podcast. That's uh, that's how we roll here at Bravehearts Radio. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Bravehearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.